From their humble beginnings at the Players' Workshop of the Second City, to theaters and comedy clubs of Chicago, to the terrestrial radio airwaves of the Jonathan Brandmar Morning Show on WLUP, and their own two-hour comedy show on WLUP AM 1000, the Duck Logic Comedy Group has made audiences laugh, chuckle, guffaw, and occasionally pass drinks through their noses. And now, it's your turn. So sit back and relax, or keep jogging, or driving, or whatever it is you're doing right now, and get ready to laugh, because the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour is in your ears. Hello, I'm the Reverend Bob Babuna. Several years ago, I wrote a book for telling future events through the prophetic passages of the Bible. It was called The Planet Earth. In that book, I foretold the Israeli-Arab wars, the rise of Cuban aggression, the battle against cellulite, the escalation and proliferation of nuclear arms, oh, just a whole lot of stuff. Now I'm coming out with a whole new book, though, and I no longer use the Bible. Now the Lord telephones me directly. That's right, God informs me of cataclysmic events by phoning me every Sunday night. And we don't talk about tire rotation, folks. No siree, Bob. The Lord gives me the news, yes sir, and it's not good. I can only tell you to buy my book, So Long Suckers, at bookstores and grocery markets throughout the country. Or you can get the actual conversations between the Lord and me in cassette form. You can actually hear the voice of the Lord. And another thing, I'm going to make the platypuses extinct. And I mean right now. Lord? They were a mistake. And who the hell called them platypuses anyway? That isn't what I call them. No wonder you mortals are all screwed up. Yes, Lord. I gotta go. Give me a few hallelujahs and let me go. Hallelujah, Lord! Don't shout. Oh, sorry, Lord. Yes, friends. Order now. Send $9.95 by check or money order to So Long Suckers. 222 Raza Plaza, San Clemente, California. Hurry up! Can your basement double as an indoor swimming pool? Do you spend more time than you'd like to watering your lawn? Are you curious to see how many of your personal possessions can float? Then isn't it about time you waded down to floodplain estates where every home is its own private lake? At floodplain estates, we can guarantee you a really wet, wet bar in a home where your children will appreciate the value of learning how to swim at an early age. You'll spend hours of quality time with your family on the roof of your home, and you'll feel safe and secure knowing the National Guard is only a rainstorm away. Your lawn will be naturally fertilized by unprocessed sewage, and you have the choice of a two-car garage or a 50-foot pier. At Floodplain Estates, it's never the heat and always the humidity. Currently, Floodplain Estates is located near the DuPage River, just west of Route 53. But we may be moving south a bit, so call. If the phone lines aren't down, and if you can't call, put a note in a bottle upstream and we'll get back to you. Yes, floodplain estates, where a man's home is his island. Baseball remembers. Hello again, fans. I'm Ben Yakel, and everybody remembers Denny McLean, the strapping right-hander for the Detroit Tigers baseball's last 30-game winner and son-in-law of Hall of Famer Lou Boudreau. Denny is remembered for his activities on the field as well as off. In 1985, McLean was indicted and convicted on charges of racketeering, off-track betting, and fraudulent activities. More than any major leaguer in history! Along with a history of cocaine and narcotics abuse, Denny has served two years at a federal prison. Nice to see the hurler out of the pen and back in the rotation of civilian life. Denny McLean. 
Baseball remembers. He was just a normal Joe, like any one of us. But he became the best at what he did. Until his name became a legend. And the legend became a song, and the song became a paperback, and the paperback became a screenplay, and the screenplay became a concept for a short-lived TV series on the Fox Network. But before all that, it was a radio script. And this is it. This is the story of... Josh Borzello, School Bus Driver! The legend begins at the office of Ronnie Shakpur, owner of the Hot Curry Bus Company. Hello, Susie. Are you there? Will you be sending Dutchie in right now immediately, please? Okie dokie, Mr. Shakpur. You rang, Mr. Shakpur? Yes, indeedy, Dutchie. You, Dutch Borzello, are truly the most wonderful driver that works for me. Hey, uh, thanks, Mr. Shakpur. I'm just doing my job. Oh, Dutchie, you are much, much too humble. You have a perfect record of almost marvelous nature, except for that incident with that girl from St. Francis. Hell's bells, Mr. Shakpur. I thought she was at least 18. She was 12, Dutchie. Uh, an honest mistake, Mr. Shakpur. <laughs> she must have been an early bloomer, you know. Uh, she had some incredible tattoos. I understand completely, Dutchie. In my country, a girl of 12 would be many years married with many children, many moles, and not so many teeth. But this is all water over that Ganges. I am needing a special flavor from you, most wonderful person. Mm, anything for you, Mr. Shakpur. Dutchie, I need you to do the Tyrannosaurus Rex High School. You mean... Yes. You can't mean... Oh, yes. You can't really mean... I told you, yes. You mean... Yes, I mean yes. I want you to drive the Tyrannosaurus Rex High School round. Route 22. That's a tall order, Mr. Shakpur. I know, Dutchie, but you're the most bestest driver I have. If you can get through Route 22 in one piece, it'll mean a lot to this company. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, please, Dutch. Oh, please. oh hell, Mr. Shakpur. I'll give it my best shot. Oh, bless you, Dutch. Many, many pleasures. Many thanks. Please, let me arrange a marriage between you and my oldest daughter. No, thanks, Mr. Shakpur. I, I better get ready. Oh, you are a most wonderful Caucasian, Dutch. Would you like a chicken? Uh, maybe next time. A smaller goat. Uh, adios. Dutch! Yes, yeah, Susie? Oh, Dutch! I couldn't help but read in the script, uh, yeah, here it is, that you're going to drive the Tyrannosaurus Rex high school run. Dutch, those kids are animals. They'll eat you alive. Someone's got to do it, Susie, and like Mr. Shakpur says, I'm the best they got. Dutch, you can't do it. I won't let you. It's my decision, babe. Oh, Dutch, I'm carrying your child. Then drop him. Forget the kid, Dutch. Who? The kid, Dutch. Oh, never mind. I can't let you go. I'm I'm going to tear up your script. Makes sense, you beautiful little fool, you. If you tear up the script, then all of us will be left here to just babble incoherently, without purpose, without direction. We'd be nothing more than a sports talk show. Without that script, we're nothing. We don't even exist. Can't you see that, my little beautiful darling bundle of vibrating flesh, you? No. Babes, you can't live with them, and you can't live without them. Duck Logic's been proud to present Dutch Borzello, School Bus Driver, another in a series of radial series that Duck Logic manufactures to take up crucial airtime and then disappears, never to be heard of again. So sue us. 
Good morning, boys and girls. I'm Edie, the breakfast fairy, with a daily diet calendar. Today's food is, mmm, cold pizza and beer. Cold pizza and beer are a good thing, have some every single day. Cold pizza and beer are a good thing, makes your troubles go away. Cold pizza and beer are a good thing, have some, yes you can. So make cold pizza and beer part of your breakfast plan. Good morning, Mr. Cold Pizza and Mr. Beer. Can you tell the boys and girls what you're made of? We're tops on the list for bachelor breakfast because we're made from the three C's. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Cold Pizza. Convenience, carbonation, and coagulated grease. Mm. And Mr. Beer knows that if you keep me in my original box, you'll get plenty of that all-important fiber from the cardboard stuck to my bottom. And don't forget, <coughs> I'm made from fermented whole grains and pure spring water. That pretty much says it all. You couldn't be more right, Mr. Beer. Together, we're a nutritional meal that can't be beat. Yes, cold pizza and beer's a good thing. And they're easy to pop into your mouth. Thank you, Mr. Cold Pizza and Mr. Beer. And remember, boys and girls, you are what you eat. Hello, and welcome to the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. Hi, I'm David. I'm Walter. Jim and Tim. Thanks for listening, guys. Again, our listenership is going up, and that's good. Uh, thank you very much, you guys. I hope you're enjoying. We what appreciate we're... it. Yeah, especially you repeaters. Yes, we got listeners all over the the world at this point, so that's cool. So, hello, welcome. Thanks. Yes, welcome. We were talking about this show they gave us after the cavalcade. We weaseled ourselves back on the radio. They gave us a two hour slot on the FM side. We did a lot of old bits we re-recorded some of them and then we did some we did some new stuff i remember the thing that you did i think i don't know if jim wrote it and david david did it where it was like hey, hey yeah it's 10 till 2 in the morning are you, you driving, driving in your, in your car, car right now it's kind of late to be driving in your car isn't it feeling kind of sleepy that's okay just settle back back deep in your seat doesn't that feel better Kind of feels like you're sinking right into your chair, like a big hand holding you up like a baby. Now lean your head back. Yeah, that's it. Look at that deep plush upholstery on the ceiling. Imagine what it would be like to be shrunk down to teeny weeny size. You could just fall asleep in that big puffy pile. Now open up the sunroof. Ah, look at the tops of those trees go whizzing by. Boy, that night sky sure is dark. Kind of sucks you right in, don't it? Hey, is that the Big Dipper? Can you find Orion the Hunter? Here's a tip. Look for his belt first. Now, glance slowly out the front windshield. Is, is that, that a, truck? a truck? And Jonathan, oh. we had this guy, Jonathan... What was his? They gave us a producer to to push the buttons and play music and commercials and whatnot. And But he missed the... It was supposed to be that a truck and then a big crash of a car. And but he didn't. Is that a truck? And he went to a commercial. But we came back and went, okay, here's the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> and and then we did some bits that were live on the radio. We talked to Jim's mom. She was listening. It sounded like she was listening to the show at one in the morning. It was a it was an interesting crowd because when you open the phone lines up from twelve to two, yes, on a Friday <laughs> night, <laughs> yes. You're right. They weren't screened. I don't remember. I don't remember Jonathan the 
producer or anybody was screening the calls. They just have a name up there. It was basically all the people who didn't have a party to go to. It was like doing the third set over at uh, a comedy club. Yeah, I know. Like a Saturday night, you do three shows and the third show, the people were already in the bag when they show up. And But that's cool because like if you've had a couple drinks, they're excellent phone callers because they kind of are sort of unwinding. The hey. best one I ever came out with is The Wizard. You know right. what? Uh, hey, yeah. how about The Loop? You guys got that song? We were, I remember scrambling because when David's bit where they had that guy that kind of went off. You want one of those sucks? I really, really want to know what sucks, Dennis. What you know steams what your onions? What boils I'll your grits? What sucks? What fries your sausage, I'm a, buddy? I'm a veteran, right? And that sucks. You know what? I try and get in the goddamn American Legion. That sucks because you know they tell me they don't want me. Veteran, that sucks. That sucks really bad. That, and then I thought we meant. I thought we called a, co- a couple of us fake like we were callers, yes. just to, like pull yes. it back out. Yeah, that's I the key. When you get like somebody that's maybe had just too much Jägermeister, you get one of your own, you know what I mean? To kind of pull it back. That's a yeah. tip to all you youngsters out there who are doing radio and podcasts. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was. It got it back on the rails because otherwise, uh, you know, yeah, that guy was the, the Vietnam vet. Was it, it totally threw me. I'll be very honest. I felt like I was doing pretty good. I was enjoying myself. I had it was a decent bit. And then he this just I just wasn't ready for that. I just totally wasn't. But we didn't have to talk anybody down off a ledge good <laughs> that's good he that's might have a plus for any evening it almost the felt third like rail it, it felt like you were needed to be a psychologist right at that moment that really wasn't what our intent was of the comedy show we did and a lot more regular radio talk than we had ever done before at uh, the t- but we also did some pretty well i mean did that television overdub uh, voice overdub brilliant because it's like the first time i think that probably anybody tried to do a dub like that on radio, that's pretty ballsy. We had a thing where we told the audience to turn on the TV. And yeah, probably most of them were driving. And so that wasn't going to happen. And it was some kind of like an Italian mobster movie, Blood Feud. Blood and Feud, that's it. Yep. So it might very well have been dubbed anyway. Might have been an Italian movie that was dubbed. You know, <laughs> We were dubbing a dubbed film. That's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might, yeah. That might be a first. But they had was a TV. alone in it? No, I don't remember anybody that I recognized in it. It was Channel 7. Our shows, we had a show. The show was, they said, oh, we'll give you a show midnight to two in the middle of the night in January here. When did, when was the movie on? Like 1.30 in the morning by this time? Probably. And it was Channel 7, I think. It was just broadcast TV. So we got lucky that we just turned it on. There were no commercials. We just, it was just that segment was starting. And This is WLUP 97.9 FM, The Loop in Chicago. And I hope you're ready because we're about to try an improvisational comedy experiment on the radio. If you're anywhere near a television set right now, uh, then turn on channel, what channel have you got it on? Channel 7. And then turn the sound down as low as possible, off completely. We are going to dub for you the film, and I believe it's what we saw in the last commercial. Blood Feud is playing currently on channel 7. So you've got just a few seconds now to get to your television set, turn on channel 7, make sure the volume is all the way down, and we are going to dub for you a movie. Improvise it right here on the spot, concurrently hey. with Blood Feud. Hey, I'm, I'm Charles Manson. Do something about this. I'm going to get out of this prison cell. No, 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 don't hurry. Yeah, what you do to me? You've taken all my teeth. Wait, look at, me, look at this. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. It what, was, what are you doing here? It was Classic like dub voice. Yeah. <laughs> hundred below zero that night. Yeah, no, it was really cold. It was super cold. Yeah. It was like a Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever you want to call that midnight thing. Jim's nip, Jim's nipples were erect the whole evening. Yeah. 
I know he kept poking me with them. Not that that's out of the ordinary. But it was. It was. Uh, I, it's what they do on Whose Line Is It Anyway? They'll play a movie and somebody will add the dialogue. We are doing it live on on the air. Well, because yeah. on your audience, like half of them are in cars, so there's a problem with that. Who, yeah, who's going to see the? Who's going to see it? But it was still funny. It was a good idea. If somebody would have tuned in, it would have worked. It did work. I mean, especially because we truly improvised it. Yeah, that was a big chunk of live stuff. We did a uh, guy talk. Too. That was like two segments where we took calls. That got a little risque. There, this woman called and was talking about her breasts because that was a theme wow. for the show. Uh, yeah, I don't. The theme is uh, breasts. Short yeah, it was that guy who talked like this yeah. all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm Yeah, come on, man. But that was, yeah, that was, that was totally improvised. I thought it was funny that we told everybody that called in that they gave the, our producer their name and address. We'd send them a Playboy from my collection. I had a subscription when I was, my, my <laughs> sister thought it'd be funny to give me a subscription to Playboy when I was, I don't know, freshman in high school. Yeah. And, my, and my parents said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why not? Said, yeah, real and funny. It, that's great. And, Good joke. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's I love that. And after the year was up, they go, well, you can keep it, but you have to pay for it. And I went, okay, all right. <laughs> Needless to say, I had a heck of a collection. Well, I mean, once you get hooked on those articles, right? You can't stop. <laughs> I was going to say, I always look forward to the jazz poll at the end of the year. I don't know. I kind of like the jokes on the back of the centerfold myself. Yes, there's some darn good political cartoons in there. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> anyway, we did. We sent, I, I sent them Playboys from my collection. Thanks, Julie, for calling. Uh, have fun. And hey, we uh, got to send her a Playboy. Oh, she gets a Playboy, too? She wants a Playboy. Does. She gets a Playboy. You she want, called the guy show, didn't she? You want Playboy, Ain't? Julie? Yeah, I want Playboy. Okay, well, let's see what we got. September 19, 1988. New Jessica Hahn. It's when she asked after her implants. Okay, how about that one? That's a good one. Stay on the line. We'll get your address. Thanks, yeah, Julie. Jessica Hahn. I wonder if those, I would have loved to be in the house when somebody actually got one of those. Because I can't <laughs> believe they really thought it was going to happen. <laughs> oh my God. This Playboy, this Playboy, this Playboy's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, but I, the guy Jonathan at the very end of the show, as we were saying goodnight, and he was saying, you know, we were giving our, okay, well, thanks. This has been great. He goes, you guys are really good. This was really good. And All speaking right. of thanks, we got a lot of people we'd like to thank, especially yeah, Jonathan Cook here, the man who's been working the boards for us all night. You know him as Thunderballs. Thank you very much. And there are a very welcome. select few people who know him as Randy Reams out there, but oh, that, we won't get into that, all that. Yes. <laughs> you guys were excellent. We know him as Jonathan hey, Cook. Thanks. thanks. That was excellent, excellent. Thanks for all Great your work. Stuff. The guys. Uh, oh. This was a good show. He was kind of like surprised, but he was he was complimenting us, but he was still kind of. You guys were excellent. We know him as Jonathan hey, Cook. Hey, thanks. That was excellent, excellent. Thanks for all your work. Thought I don't know what they told him. They said, "Yeah, just you know, whatever. Push the button." I don't think they had any idea that we were going to go to that length. That the shows would be, we were doing something that produced. They never did when we were doing the first show. So why would they now? I don't know. He was he was genuinely complimentary, but it came with a little bit of a, uh, yeah, you guys are okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good show. So it was a rocking nice show. show. I'm very proud of the show. I think we I think we all should be. The elevator ride was great. Yeah, to the 37th floor. So, yeah, guys, we're going to get on with the rest of the half hour. And um, you had as much fun as we did. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening and listen intently. <laughs> I'm I'm pulling out right now. That's what he said. Oh. So that means you're leaving? Yeah, I got to oh, go. Okay. I thought right. he was pulling out. I didn't know what he meant. Whoa. He wasn't kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's like gonna... that Band-Aid right off. He's a man of his word. Well, all right. Enjoy. We've had it up to here with Australia. One more good day, mate, and we'll go cuckoo.
English accents are a bore. Matilda Baywine Cooler, I'm not that big a fooler, and men at work will always make me snore. Yes, let's all throw Australia out the door. door, 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 door. I'm fed up to the max with Australia. Mel Gibson's getting down under my skin. Shrimp on the barbie kills me, and Helen Reddy chills me. I'd like to smash a Foster's on a chin. To advertise Australia is a sin. Sin, 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 sin. Australia, I know this isn't your fault. Our media's what did this to you. But if I ever got close enough with a Vegemite sandwich, I'd choke every Australian kangaroo. Hey! What's coming out my ear? Oh, it's Australia! <laughs> my saturation point has long since passed. Well, I've got a surprise you for Mr. Energizer. His battery can rotate up his oi! And maybe add some bits of broken glass. Glass, 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 glass. We've had it up to here with Australia. One more good day, mate, and we'll go cuckoo. Olivia can cram it. Koala bears too, damn it. Crop Dundee can be turned into a shoe. We've had it with Australia, how about you? Yes, we've had it with Australia, how about you? Yes, we've had it with Australia, how about you? Oi! This is a true story. Only a few names, several socks, and underwear have been changed to protect the innocent in case we get in an accident and go to the hospital. Oh, Kathy, I love you. Do you? Do you love me, Bill? Oh, yes. You're wonderful. Everything about you is wonderful. Your eyes, your eyes are like, like round organs of sight that focus light through a vitreous jelly-like substance with a very nice circular diaphragm of bluish tint that controls the amount of light that enters your pupils. You paint a lovely picture, Bill. And your lips, they're, they're two fleshy folds of sphincter muscle forming the outer margin of the mouth and are of great use in speech. Ah, uh, yeah. And your breasts, small mammary glands. Uh, let's just skip the glands, Bill. <laughs> Bill, you're good looking. You've got a wonderful personality, a great job, and you're huge like Jehovah's forearm. Thanks, Kathy. But, Bill, none of these things matter because you can't form an analogy to save your life. I know. It's true. God knows I try. I read poetry, I watch French movies, I keep waiting for the analogy episode of Sesame Street, but I always miss it. Poor sweet Bill. It's over. Please leave. I've got a date with the five Puerto Rican busboys in the downstairs apartment. We're going to a martial arts film festival at the Woods Theater. It should be hot. Bye. Bill left the apartment. 
He bar-hopped, trying to dull the pain of losing Kathy with the opiate of alcohol. It worked wonderfully. He found himself in the gutter of some nameless street, a dog sniffing his face. A man walked up to him from the sidewalk. Looking down, he smiled kindly. Pardon me, young man, but you look about as happy as a pig in mud. I'm not. I'm miserable. I feel bad as... as... As a priest in a week without Sundays? Yes, yes, like that. I lost my girl because I couldn't form analogies. What's that you say? Similarities between like features of two things on which a comparison may be based? Heck, anyone can do that, young sir. I can't, buddy. My life is over. Little did Bill know that the man he was talking to was Mr. Analogy himself the one man who could save his wretched existence. Upon hearing Bill's tale of woe, Mr. Analogy was moved. He carried Bill to his own home, brought him down to the basement, and chained him to the water heater with heavy chains, feeding him dry calf food when he fed him at all. Dressed only in a leather apron, he helped Bill work on his analogic skills. This food is awful! Oh! You can do better than that. This stuff tastes like garbage! Oh, 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 that shows some oh, promise. This stuff tastes like an old boot. You're oh, getting it. Oh, stop it. This stuff tastes like the inside of a boot that's been used on a 20-mile hike through the Okefenokee Swamp by a Marine who has never been keen on personal hygiene. By God, I think you've got it. I think you've got it. Have a sardine. Bill triumphantly returned to Kathy's apartment, ready to sweep her off her feet in the best angelistic sense. Kathy, Kathy, open up, Kathy, open up. My goodness, where's the fire? Really, Bill? Bill, what are you doing here? And why are you chained to that water heater? Oh, Kathy, Kathy, I've come to tell you that your eyes, your eyes are like limpid pools of purest azure. They're radiant windows to the lambent metal of your soul. Bill, I've never heard you speak like this. Your eyes are like balls of the leanest bacon, ivory orbs strangled by thick muscular veins that are flooded with rich blood. I see. And your lips, worn and chapped like an old saddle, they stand as a guardian to the moist cave of your mouth, where your teeth, the exact color and texture of ancient tombstones, bear mute testimony of what has gone before. How very glib, Bill. And your breasts huddled on your chest like undernourished gerbils. They're like warning signs to the huge... Goodbye, Bill. Kathy! Kathy! Well, go figure. Yes, Bill has learned to analogize. Now he's just profoundly stupid. Stay tuned for the further adventures of Mr. Analogy. Or don't. And now, here's your astrology forecast. This is Trudy Sunspot with the Stars Have It. Let me be your guide through the stars in your life. Today we focus on Sagittarius. You're full of energy, daring, and enterprise in the morning hours, but your wife tells you to knock it off. Discussions about sexuality could bring you closer to your partner or he could decide on separate offices. You have a lot of confidence in your abilities, you dreamer, you. This has been Trudy Sunspot with the Stars Have It. 
Tomorrow morning, why not sit down to a big bowl of mulch, the first 100% whole plant cereal. While others boast that their cereals contain the whole grain, the makers of mulch would like to point out that the grain is only a very small part of the entire plant. We at Mulch uproot corn, wheat, rice, and oat plants and grind them together. Sure, you get the whole grains, but you also get the leaves, the stems, the stalks, the roots, everything to guarantee the highest possible fiber content available without a prescription. Then we toss in honey, nuts, and cinnamon to give mulch the taste our expensive research shows you'll pay plenty for. And mulch gets better the longer you leave it on the shelf. Its subtle flavors ferment continuously into a different taste treat every time you eat it. Mmm, mmm. So don't settle for just whole grains in your cereal when you can have the 100% whole plant nourishment found in mulch. And look out for new peanut butter mulch, another fine product coming soon from the food division of Fuzzco Industries. Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Show number 17, featuring in alphabetical order Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Tom Giannis, Ann and Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas, with musical help from Steve Meisner. Join us next time, won't you? Subscribe to the Comedy Half Hour if you like what you heard, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and I think Instagram. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com, and you can see our cable show, Cableville USA, on YouTube. Portions of the show were previously broadcast on the radio back in the day under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. See ya!